Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, and the verse number 38. Thank you, Jesus. Reading from the King James Bible. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him I want you to write down in your book your notebook tab or your phone God is with me Genesis chapter number 39. Genesis 39. And the verse 1 to verse number 6. God is with me. Can you say it with me? One more time. Say it louder. More conviction. More faith. One more time. Put your hand on your chest and say it with me. God is with me. Say, I know it. God is with me. Say, I'm not alone. I can't be alone. Because, what is it? God is with me. Hallelujah. Say, I'm making progress. Because God is with me. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. Because God is with me. Say, he's working for me. Because God is with me. I know who I am. Because God is with me. Do you believe what you're saying? My God. Genesis chapter 39. Verse 1 to verse number 6. It's a beautiful story. Let's follow it. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar. An officer of Pharaoh. Captain of the guard of Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down thither and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian verse 3 and his master saw that the Lord was with him can I prophesy into your life in this year 2019 men will see that God is with you can I say it again? In this year, 2019, the year of glory, men will know, they will see that God is with you. They will not assume it. They will see it. What did I say? What will they see? That God is with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because of you, men will have revelations of God. You shall be a revelation of God's glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak into your life as a prayer. That when you appear, that's a revelation of God has appeared. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything about you shall reveal God. Everything about you shall reveal God. Everything will reveal God. Your business will reveal God. Your family will reveal God. Your health will reveal God. Your intellect will reveal God. Your wisdom will reveal God. Your finances will reveal God. In the name of Jesus. 
and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Pharaoh found grace in his sight. It means he found favor. And he served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. In this season, you gain strange promotions. In this season, you'll be in control. In this season, you'll be the head. You'll be at the top. You'll not be beneath. In the name of Jesus, say with me, this is my heritage. Verse 5. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian, the Egyptian's house, for Joseph's sake. Can I say this to you? That God is blessing Ghana because of you. God is blessing Ghana because of you. God is blessing your extended family because of you. God is blessing your community because of you. Say with me, I'm the reason for the blessings around my location. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Verse number six, the last verse. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. This year, people will trust you. People will trust you. And great men will entrust their wealth into your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Who, who am I speaking to here? Who am I speaking to? My God. My God. This morning, if you hear any prophetic word and it hits your spirit, man, just take a seat and drop in the offering bowl. It's a very strange morning. We have waited for this morning. We have prayed for this morning. We came with a strong expectation. We didn't come to see an, a normal God. We came to see an unusual God. Hallelujah. Hmm. And Joseph was a godly person and well favored. Okay, let me read again. Set up, and he left all that he had in his hands, in Joseph's hands, and he knew not what he had, save the bread which he eats. And Joseph was a good, goodly person, and well favored. Hallelujah! Praise the name of Jesus. This morning, I want us to share about God with me. Amen. We read from Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-eight. Where the scriptures was talking about Jesus. They say how God anointed Jesus. With what? The Holy Ghost and with power. And then he went about doing good. Healing all that were sick. Setting free the oppressed. Because God was with him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Now when you read Philemon chapter 1 verse number 6. Can we go there? Parababashala. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say with me, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. So that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That this faith you are bragging about will be productive, will be effective, will be fruitful. How will that happen? 
by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ. People of God, there's good thing in you. Now, the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, on that very day you accepted Jesus, good things were packed inside of you. Every good thing that you need in life is not external, it's inward. In Christ Jesus, you have been loaded with good things. Hallelujah. You have been what? Loaded with good things. But you see, these good things you've been loaded with, you will have to activate it. You have to know how to, to you know, be, be able to activate it and enjoy of it. You have to know how to take advantage of it. People of God, it will be so sad for you to realize that you have so many good things inside of you and then you died without unleashing any one of them. But that will not be your testimony. Hallelujah to Jesus. Every believer, everyone that has accepted Jesus Christ of Nazareth has good things stored up in them. Praise the name of Jesus. But the Bible says, as the Bible says in the book of Galatians, it said, as long as the hair is a child, he differed not from a servant. So until the servant or until the son grows into maturity, until the child comes into maturity, though the inheritance belongs to him, he can't take advantage of it. In the things of the spirit, you must grow to take advantage of what has been made available in Christ Jesus, which are inside of you. And how do you grow? How do you mature to be able to take advantage of them? In this kingdom, the most important asset for the saint is the asset of knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge is your key to enjoying everything that Christ has procured for you by his work upon the cross. Without knowledge, you are saved, but you are not saved with what you have been given already. There's a story of a man who was traveling to the States some years ago. And he was, at that time, there were no planes, so he had to go by ship. Amen? Hallelujah. And then, he, before he went, he had saved. He, he struggled to save money to pay his fare. Amen. And he paid his fare. But he said to himself, he has no money to buy food. So he bought gari, granite, and then packed some pure water. And then some sugar. And put it in his bag. Sneak it into the ship. So every time it was time for breakfast... When everybody was going to take breakfast, he would hide in his room, bring out a small cup, soak his gary, put his granite in it, have some small sugar, eat it like that. When it's lunch, everybody's going to take their lunch, he would take his plate, put his gary, soak that thing, enjoy his gary. And he kept doing that. So one day, somebody was close to where he sat or where he slept, said, ah, brother, I've not been seeing you at, uh, at the dining table. You don't come there for lunch. You don't come there for breakfast. No, no dinner. Why? So, oh, my brother. Ah, it is well. I only got money to pay for my fare. But I don't have money to pay for, you know. He said, oh, your fare included every food you eat till you get to your destination. And the guy said, are you serious? He said, yes. Your breakfast. And actually, it was just left with a day for them to arrive. And the journey was for one month. So for 30 days, this young man fed on garlic, granite, and sugar while his fare for traveling included his comfort in terms of what he will eat. But for lack of knowledge, he lived a substandard life in the ship. This is very typical 
of a lot of us believers. The price Christ paid was for everything. Nothing was left unpaid. Everything was paid for. Your health, your finances, your marriage, everything you can ever think about was paid for. Second Peter chapter number one. Let's go there. Everything was paid for. But for lack of knowledge, many are living a substandard life. But I pray for someone here today in the voice of the Apostle Paul that you receive wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding become enlightened that you will know all that he has procured for you by his sacrifice upon the cross. If you believe and accept that prayer, can I hear a very loud amen? Let's take it from verse number three. I hope I'm right. Good. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Did you hear that? According as his divine power had given unto us all things. Did he say some things? What did he say? What did he say? Does it include your family? Your marriage? Your children? Your business? Your school? Everything? All things? He said he had, not he shall. It's in the past. He had. When Jesus Christ screamed on the cross and said, it is finished. That was the day he bought everything you will need to enjoy your journey till you get to heaven. But look at something. According as divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had through what? Through what? So without the knowledge of him, all that his divine power has procured for you will be in vain in terms of usage. Hallelujah. And one of such things that his divine power has procured for you is divine presence. So it's a divine presence. It's a divine presence. Hallelujah. Now, God is everywhere. God is every now. God is not limited by space nor time. At the same time, He is everywhere. That's the omnipresence of God. The word omni is the word, a Latin word that means all. It means that everywhere you go, you'll find God, not MTM. Everywhere you go. God is in the motel. God is in the hotel. God is in the hospital. God is everywhere. Hallelujah to Jesus. And one of the Psalms that David wrote, he said, how shall I hide from your presence? Even when I go to hell, you are still there. You can't hide from God. Jonah thought he could hide from God. In Jonah chapter 1. God calls him on assignment. The guy escapes God. How can you escape God? Paul the apostle says, In him we live, move, and have our being. Everybody lives in him. The whole of creation is inside of him. He's everywhere. God is everywhere. The omnipresence of God. Everywhere God is. But God's divine presence is not manifested everywhere. The fact that God is everywhere 
doesn't mean everybody enjoys of his presence. There is a big difference between the presence of God and the manifest presence of God. I define the manifest presence of God as the concentration of God's presence in a particular place in a person's life being provoked by divine revelation. The manifest presence of God is the concentration of God's divine presence in a particular place or in a particular person's life uh, provoked by divine revelation. So the manifest presence of God is triggered, is engaged. And this is the blessing that the born again Christian has. He has what it takes to trigger divine presence. That's what we're talking about here. People of God, you cannot be relevant outside divine presence. Divine presence is your rightful habitation. Every habitat has a rightful habitation. The habitation of the saint is not the earth. The habitation of the saint is divine presence. In the manifest presence of God. That is your habitation. That is where you survive. That is where you're able to unleash every potential inside of you. As long as Adam was in Eden, he remained Adam. As long as he was in Eden, he could speak to the lion. The lion will bow before him. He could talk to anything. He was in charge. As long as Adam was in Eden, he walked in dominion. He subdued the earth. He replenished. Oh, he multiplied. Adam lived up to the expectation of God as long as he was in the presence of God. As soon as he came out of the presence of God, he went out of the will of God. Out of the will of God, out of the way of God. Out of the way of God, he began to live a substandard life. That is called sin. Sin is to live below the standard as expected of you by God. Divine presence. And all through scriptures, you realize that no child of God or no one appointed of God was ever able to accomplish anything strong or mighty or notable outside the presence of God. Outside. Every one of them took advantage of divine presence to make a mark in their generation. I prophesy into your life that you will make a great mark in your generation. Because you will learn and you will know how to take advantage of divine presence in the mighty name of Jesus. You will no longer be ignorant about this great treasure of your habitation in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Dr. Tumi Sanger says, I'm nothing without you. John 15 says that Jesus said, I'm the true vine. You are the branches. Say, so without me, you can do nothing. Saint of God, I want you to understand today. Let it settle in your spirit, man. Outside divine presence, you are nothing. As 
the fish cannot survive without water, saint of God, you cannot do anything without the presence of God. And all through scriptures, you see the benefits of divine presence. We don't have enough time to go through every example, but at least the one we just read right now. Joseph, in Genesis chapter 39, we saw how that in a strange land, he wasn't a stranger. In a strange land, he commanded strange breakthroughs because of the presence of God with him. Now, if, if Jesus could not, even Jesus could not do anything without divine presence, how much more you and I? Moses understood the importance of divine presence. He said, Lord, if you are not going with us, we don't take a step further. David knew the importance of divine presence. He said, cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because if your presence leave me, I'm gone. May God make us to come to a place of valuing the importance of divine presence. Saint of God, when you come to a place of deeper understanding, when you come to a place of conclusive insight that divine presence is your portion, faith is automatic. Your confidence has no problem when you are sure of what kind of person that is with you. You don't fear anything. Oh, I mean to, don't you remember what we, we share every Sunday after service? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what do you say? I will fear no evil. You see, in his presence, there's no fear. In his presence, there's absolute confidence. And things might not look the way it should be, but you are not afraid of tomorrow. Because in his presence, your past, present, and future are now. divine presence saint of God Jehoshaphat knew what divine presence about and so when he was faced with the most unsurmountable situation what did he do he found a way which we shall learn before we end the service and he triggered divine presence at the presence of divine presence the guy needed not to fight all was sorted kabarabaya have you not seen a little boy who goes look for trouble and then runs to the father and stands behind the father and then the guy he went for trouble is running up when he's coming and then the guy comes and he has he has been able to approach the father and he's behind the father he comes out again if you like come see your head i'm not a serious guy big man want to be small boy come here Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and they are saved. Saint of God, why are we able to decree and declare that tomorrow is beautiful? Because we are in his presence. Hallelujah. Why, why do we know that when men are saying there's a casting out, there's a lifting for us? Because of what? Divine presence. We know where we are hiding. That's why we sang those songs. Better is one day. You know, in the days of David, he could only go to the house of God to see divine presence. Say, so one thing that I desire of the Lord, that which will I seek after, that I will be in a sanctuary and behold in his face. He only could see God in the temple. But glory to Jesus, 
for the sacrifice upon the cross of Calvary. No longer is the temple situated in Shashi. The temple is not in East Legon. The temple is not in Kaswa. The temple is that person sitting right there now. You are now the temple of the Holy Ghost. And therefore you rather stay with God and commune with him and activate divine presence. When you go and you take your time and read Genesis 39, you see the benefits, some benefits of divine presence. We saw prosperity. We saw promotion. We saw favor because of divine presence. Why? Everything that you ever need is in his presence. So when you are in his presence, you lack no good thing. No good thing will he withhold from them that love him. His presence. Everything is there. But remember, as I said earlier on, when I began to talk to you, the child, the hair, as long as he remains a child, different not from a servant, he cannot partake of it until he grows into it. By knowledge. That the communication of your faith will become what? Effectual. By the acknowledging of every good thing. Saint of God, you must acknowledge it that God is with you. You must what? Are you a Japanese? Where are you? You're a Ghanaian. You see what she just did now? That's the meaning of acknowledging. Now, it's not just knowledge. She knows within her knowing that she's a Ghanaian. So it's not, it's not information to her. It's a reality to her. You understand? Are you a woman? See how she just so comfortably? She is a woman. She acknowledged it. She knows it. It's a deeper understanding. It's a deeper reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you must grow in the acknowledging that God's presence is with you. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. He said so. I didn't say so. God himself made that promise to you. And you remember in Jeremiah, he said, I will watch my word to perform. I'm committed to my word. God is weak at his word. When his word is thrown against him, he becomes very weak. Only one thing can weaken God, his word. Why? Because he's a God of integrity. What he says is who he is. Who he is, what he says. He can't say one thing and do something else. His nature is his word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God is his word. So God can come and tell you that I'm with you and then change his mind. Whatever the Lord does is forever. Do you understand me? (laughs) Whatever the Lord does is forever. But you see, if you don't come to a deeper understanding and an acceptance of this reality that God is with you, you will be like Adam after he ate the fruit. Now, look at this. God is everywhere. God is with you. But God asked Adam, where are you? Is it possible to be in God and God can't see you? (laughs) And a lot of us, most of us in the faith, yeah. When somebody tells you God is with you, so... I know, I know. I mean, he says so. You are eating the fruit. 
you are eating the wrong knowledge. Your acknowledging of him makes you also find you in him. Without acknowledging. I heard this about um, Reverend Kumi. Reverend Kumi, deeper life founder. He was going into a meeting and then they told him, Papa, somebody is dead in this truck. So when they told him he was passing, he just touched the truck and the person sneezed. Came back to life. Not a prayer, a touch. Saint of God, we are going to learn how to engage divine presence. There's a realm you come to with divine presence. Even when people shake your hand, they can sense God in your fingers. In fact, it comes to a point in time that divine prayer becomes so manifest that it smells like a perfume on you. They can smell it. Please, don't limit God to imagination. God is real. His presence is tangible. In the year 2006, when I was about finishing my first degree, and then in Covenant University, after your academic work, you go to Bible school. It's by force. If you don't pass the courses in the Bible school, you don't graduate. Yes, it's part of it. Whether you're a Muslim, we had one Muslim boy who went to complain to the father. Eh, they don't allow me to read my Quran. They have me to Bible say, shut up, shut up, go back there. I know why I took it to that school. Go there. Listen to whatever they say. If they go to church, go to church. But the school was good. Excellence is a universal language. When you walk in excellence, everybody will respect you. In this year, even the hidden will give you respect. So one of them, we had, I think about the second week or so in the class, and uh, I had a strong witness in my spirit that I should take every student, my set, through a time of intimate worship the next day. So I announced after one of the devotions. I said, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be having a time with God and, and God is going to be so strong here. You feel his presence so strong that you almost want to cut some and take home. They're looking at my face. So, so be here, six o'clock in the morning and God is going to be around waiting for you. God bless you. <laughs> uh, what is this boy saying? <laughs> oh, the morning came, 5.30, I was there. Speaking in tongues, and they were gathering. Six o'clock. Lift up your voice. Let's worship. Began to worship. Began to worship. Began to worship. The room became heavy. Became heavy. Became now. This was the culture of the class. Before any lecturer comes, by the time lecturer enters, we are all talking. There's noise in the room. But this very day, we worship so much that even the ruffians in school came into the worship and kept quiet. They were looking. They couldn't talk. They were just there. We worshiped to a point that the room became so thick with divine presence. So thick. At a point, I said, shh. Now sit down. Pick your notebook. God is about to tell you your destiny. What are you going to do after school? Sit down. Let him talk to you. And the student population of 1,500 sat down quietly. Everyone was quiet. Our chaplain, a doctor by profession who was our chaplain of the university walked into the room we were quiet he walked in he was looking around the room was strange nobody was answering him from ruffians to faithfuls quiet absolute quietness the man dropped his bible and stood there 
and went like and went out again came back again people were still there some were crying some were sobbing some were writing and others were just couldn't talk were just there what was happening and then the man said this is an experienced man of God he said wow what happened here this morning God is in this room and went out he couldn't talk I understood 2 Chronicles 5 verse 13 that day the priest could not talk the man went out came back the third time and then said hallelujah what did you do this morning the whole place was quiet the first natural came they just listened to the man they wrote their notes the man left second natural came break time sister came to me I said brother Isaiah God bless you I said amen I said God was so thick around me I felt I could take a knife and cut some and put in a bottle and go home with it that was when I knew for the first time I had experienced it in my room and I came to replicate it there that was the first time I got to know that the presence of God is not a, an imagination it's a reality it can be touched I mean you can walk around and people can sense that it's a canopy of glory around you and they cannot but favor your life they can't so, so strong so strong one day I had a time like that. I'd gone somewhere, spent 10 days with the Lord, just fasting and worshiping and praying in tongues. And when I came back, came into the service, the woman shook my hand. I said, Ah, Adam, who free? I'm so. My hand was in my pocket. So when he asked to greet me, I took it out. So it's my pocket. I said, mm -mm. Where are you coming from? I said, well, I've been with the Lord. He said, Aha. Uh -huh. Because something about you is very different. The presence of God is not an imagination. This glory you are talking about, for me, I'm not expecting glory by words. I'm expecting glory in reality. You understand what I'm saying? That anywhere I appear, men will see me and salute without me talking. You want that kind of testimony upon your life? The glory of God, saint of God, that glory that appeared on Mount Sinai is not Old Testament. Christ did not come to abolish the law but fulfill it. Didn't you know about Apostles Dickens Stephen? The man was so full of divine presence. As he was talking to the Pharisees and the doctors, they saw his face glow like an angel. They couldn't deny it. In this present age, that same glory catapulted Philip after he was done teaching the Ethiopian Enoch. So if you were thinking the glory and the presence we are talking about is only in the Old Testament, it's happening right now not old there's a friend of mine Jevis Jokuto Pastor Jevis Jokuto and one day I heard him giving a testimony and they went to the northern part of Ghana for evangelism so one dawn he decided to go to the bush to go and pray so they were praying then they heard some guys coming from the bush with their guns like say kill them kill them kill them Hi. So his members stopped praying. He said, Hey, what shall we do? He said, My dear people, if we run, they'll catch us. Let's pray in tongues more. But what I'm saying is not 1944. It's just last two or three years in Ghana here. 
Barakabaya Tuzalama, they heard the voice getting closer. Rakapatel, Yamaroskara, Rabakataya, Rababa. The guys passed, they didn't see them. They passed. They didn't see the people they were looking for, but they were standing there. It's called divine presence. When you are enveloped in it, practically, evil cannot locate you. It can't. There is no arrow they shoot from your father's house that can have access to your life because you are engulfed in this presence. The only thing that diffuses it in quote is your lack of knowledge and how to provoke divine presence. At least, ah, Pastor Dave was there. Whole, you remember that whole program went for some years ago? We entered this program. The sound was bad. Sound was bad. Voila. Sound was bad. Sound was bad. Sound was bad. <laughs> sound was very bad. But as soon as I held the mic, according to the reports from them, not me, they said it. Says, sir, when you held the mic, during the time you were ministering, the sound became good. When you drop the mic, it went back bad. <laughs> Divine presence is not a myth, it's a reality. Can I add one more testimony? Then I'll now show you how to activate divine presence. Are you ready for that? Speak in tongues if you can, or worship if you can. God is with you. God is with me. It's not a story, it's a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. Can I hear open mouth so loud? Don't 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 remember. Just open mouth. That's how to activate my presence. That's how to activate my presence. You don't remember it. You, you speak it out. Shebra Kabashaya. Yes, he's with me. Yes, he's with me. Oh glory. He's with me. His presence is with me. Kabara Masha. I am in him. I'm in him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have you heard that testimony of one of my grandfathers, Mishwaripo? One day he was driving from Canaan land to his former house. It's just like the church is here and then his house was around beyond Amasamai. No, no, Amasamai is inside of the town. Let's look for some city branch. Let's say the church that Amasamai inside there. Then his house at Trazako. So he was driving. And when these notorious armed robbers, please, in Nigeria, Ross, you are here now. In Nigeria, robbers don't come unexpected. They create your expectation by sending you a note that they are coming, give you the time. And they will tell you, bring the police. Because the robbers are more equipped than the policeman so they will tell you that oh yeah bros we don't know you've chopped money too much we are coming tomorrow afternoon not night afternoon 12 noon expect us if you like bring police you think they are robbing Ghana? they're not robbing Ghana. Ghana robbery is a childish one when they come no mask that's their face see their face their real face if you like go and report if god doesn't help you you will get which mouth you go and use to report. Notorious because they deal in proper medicine, proper rituals. Those things you saw in that movie, Isakaba, whatever, it's not story, it's reality. 
It's only God, I've told you here, it's only Ghana movie that is different. Every other country, they act their movies is what they do. It's only in Ghana. Which prince have you seen in Accra, in Ghana here, who is going to the mall and they are throwing petals on the ground for the guy to walk on? In Ghana here. Who? But they are playing guitar and the guy says, then they shut the whole mall. In Ghana, which Ghana? Or the Ghana in their mind? weddings have you gone for in Ghana that you saw them three hundred dollars on the bride and groom? Two happened in Ghana. What's your hundred dollars? Well, one dollar crown you will not get. Ten, ten, one city. Throw it on you. So when you see in their movies and they are throwing hundred dollars, it is not fake. That is, the Igbos like to show that they have made it in life. That's the Igbos. Every Igbo man can't wait to make money and go back to the village and go and show then the parents are happy that's exactly what you see in the movie that's what they do my son has come oh he has brought a car brought car that is achievement for them so whatever they will do to make it they make it so they go into all kinds of rituals it is not a joke it's reality so when you watch the movie forget ghana put ghana aside what they are doing is a real thing uh, haven't you watched movies cartoons that those days and Donald Trump was the president of America and it happened? Then they are joking? No, that's not Gollywood. Hollywood and Nollywood. Then Bollywood. Not Gollywood. Kumawood. Kumawood is very true. Kumawood is very true. <laughs> so the man of God was driving. These notorious robbers were on the way. Disturbing people. Now, because they deal in all kinds of spiritual things, they sensed it when the man was coming from afar. Then one of them screamed, Brasse, Papa, they come on a dodge, oh, on a dodge. And they dodged. And he passed. How did he get the testimony? One of the guys later became born again and now came to confess. Then he said that anytime they saw Papa and his car coming, they saw as if fire was driving. If you know what you carry, and where you are placed fear will not be your company at all may god open your eyes like god opened the eyes of elijah's servant and he saw the chariots of fire that surrounded them will not be like the samaritans who worship what they do not know you know what you worship Let me add one more. I'm wetting your appetite for divine presence. That's what I'm doing. I'm we- am I working it? Yes, Is the Holy Ghost pushing you somewhere? Yes, I'll give you two more. One day I said it here. When an eagle has played too long with fowls, you used to think like a fowl. You know fowl? What's fowl? Huh? Are they? Uh, that's what a domestic bird. <laughs> when a lion has played too long with sheep, his reality sounds to him like a myth. When men born of God play too long with men, when you tell them they are gods, they will pick stone and stone you. Can you imagine that our reality sounds like a strange news to us? Can you see it? It sounds so mystical. In fact, some of you in your mind, 
Pastor, he's too much. Divine president, no other president. He didn't do that. Did you okay? Can't get too much. I said, I did. Did you be warm? One day, Papa was at home, and they had sent people to kill him. These guys broke into the hall, and there was David Jr. watching TV. Papa was sitting at the dining hall, the same long hall. So that's the dining hall, that's the sitting room. The guys broke through. Hey, where's your father? So that's my father there. Are you joking with us? Where's your father? That's your father there. I do beat you here. Where's your father? That is my father. Said, Can't you see him? Said, no, there's nobody there now. The man was seated with coffee in his hand, across his leg. He was missing out of coverage area. Now, if you are thinking that because he's a pastor or a bishop, you are lying to yourself. We all have been made kings and priests unto us. If any man be in Christ, not if any bishop be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He has translated us, not bishops, us into the kingdom. Please, dear son. You know about Mark versus Simple, God's generals. You see, let me tell you some people of God. In this season of glory, read materials that will stir you up to your reality. You have read witchcraft novels for too long. Stop it. It's okay. Now read about yourself. Read about saints who have gone ahead of you, who have walked in what you are reading that looks like a story and realize that you can be it and that is what you are. One day I was watching Pastor Chris in 2005 and he said something that he was praying one day. While he was praying, that man prays six hours before every service. Six hours. Most times he prays in tongues for six hours. Haraba, six hours. That's from 12 to 6. One day as he was praying, then it just, it just hits him. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me. He has suspended a feet up. So when his eyes opened, he was shocked and he jumped down. What's happened to me? And, ah, he's curious. Christ to me, the hope of glory. He was happy. Again. That is in our recent days. Read God's generals. There was a woman of God who used to sing. She would sing, worshiping God, and she starts walking from the back like that on the pulpit. She walks like that and walks at the same height of the pulpit into the congregation and walk back. <laughs> See how our reality looks like a story. In this year of glory, you shall have strange encounters. Can I get a loud amen here? Me, I am not fasting to have a house and a car. I am fasting to touch realms in glory. Uh, wait, oh. If you fast and you are in God like this, eh? you are hanging. Will you doubt God to give you $100,000 for business? You can't! That woman of God I mentioned, Mark Simple, I told that story before here, for those that I knew. She had gone on missions with her children. They didn't have money to buy new shoes. And her son's shoe was, was spoiled. Praise to God, somebody bought a shoe 
and brought to her. But unfortunately, let's assume the boy's uh, size was, let's say, what size can we use for boys? For Ukla. And let's say it's 42. Let's say it's 42. Since you are not talking, let's say it's 42. Or give me something. Uh, size 30. Size 4. Okay. Let's say the boy's size is size 4. But the shoe that came is size 2. So when the mother saw it, said, ah. Oh, unfortunate. Then the small boy told the mother, ah, mommy, didn't you read in the Bible that the children of Israel walked for 40 years in the wilderness they didn't buy new shoes? And you told us that God grew their shoes and grew their legs at the same time. The mother said, yes. So mommy, let's pray. Let's tell daddy to increase the size. Pastor Dave gave a testimony here recently. You remember? For some of you, perhaps it sounds like, hey, Pastor Dave, no, there, Please, when you hear supernatural things, celebrate it so you can walk in it. I get to the point. So you can walk in the same reality of it. They prayed, put the boy's feet in it. But whether God reduced the feet or the shoe grew, all we know is that a leg entered. From that day, he could wear the shoe. Divine presence. They walked for 40 years in the wilderness. Nobody shop for new clothes. It grew as they grew. Come on. Divine presence. When you acknowledge divine presence, even the small in your hand becomes great in your hand. Alright. Are you blessed? Is God with you? Is God with you? You know, you know, men of God, I have a problem with saints who are becoming too intellectual. You understand? We have to be very, very careful how we make some statements. Now, why do you have a problem with me saying I feel God here? Sometimes you tell somebody, I feel God with me. Say, we don't feel, we faith. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. In my little life as a believer, people who seem to know too much book never have supernatural encounters. I said, I feel God. What's your problem? I feel him. Is it grammar? I feel him. It doesn't mean I'm being sensual. I can't find where to describe it. But I can I know he's here because I can see that there's something happened to my skin. If you think that God only dwells in the realms of the spirit and can't touch your body, then stay there. Me, yeah, I don't think like that. Don't think like that. I have seen this thing. Why would I be that about it? I've led worship and led in the presence of God. When I was done, my skin was as soft as I've never seen before. people in time of intimacy and I saw ladies as if they had done the makeup on their face in 2004 so if I say I feel God don't be too scriptural over me if that one you know what have been experienced so far please don't let your intellectualism affect your relationship with God Charlie so enhance it not to kill it so sensual 
say, I feel God from the back walking here. Say, man of God, we don't feel, we faith. God cannot be felt. You believe, yo, stay there. No, did it. I feel God. I sense Him. There are times I feel weight at my back. We talk what we know, not what we have been told. You see my younger sister Axel. You see my father to tell him, Axel, he will tell him. At a point that he had to hold me down. Because it was risky. Risky. One Easter I was brushing my teeth. Looking through the window, brushing my teeth. All of a sudden, I saw there was this query in front of us. Then I saw the Holy Ghost told me, Look, I want to show you something that's your Easter gift. When I looked, he will carve an image. That is Peter. That is Thomas. That is Bartholomew. Uh-huh. This is Judas. This is Judas. It, and I was just there. Just imagination. Just imagination. I've been there for too long, so my dad shouted, Fee, we are there. Let me back. Let me back. When I turn, oh. When the temple go back, why are you worrying like that? I'm having a good vision. You just handed the thing for me. Children of God have had angels walk to them to your room and tap them. Say, What are you reading? Let me help you out. Dr. George said one day he was reading his Bible and started dozing. And he came behind me and said, Wake up and read. What are you doing? <laughs> you have not felt one angel being say hello to you. And we are saying that we feel God. I said, No, no. You have to believe it. It's not, it's not a. How many, how many of you ever sensed the Holy Ghost move? It was an electric shock. You feel the shock in your hand. You, These things are not fake. They're not fake. You hear that song we did? For your glory, I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my king. This year, do everything. You two can talk some. Me too, I have sensed, I have sensed God some. Why? No, what I mean, I to have sense. You are seeing my car right now. We just finished talking. I'm not joking. Your faith will just right. Wait, wait, to say something. They say that one of the things that believers don't understand supernatural encounters help your faith. Some of you don't know anything that is not spirit. But we are so physical and so sensual that the glory, the things of the glory of God, is like as if it's on book. One shame you would do heaven about Daniel. Your first shock is the first angel that say hello to you. You think angels have all the angels have fine face. See, I this to draw for you. Smooth face with some two feathers. There are some things called living creatures. What about if one of them is one who's welcoming you to heaven? He has four faces. A face is like a man. A face is like a lion. Eagle and an ox. And that one means, ah, you are welcome. You are welcome. Oh, oh, you are welcome. What will you do? Moo, oh, you are welcome. What will you do? And those angels you see, those babies, they are not baby angels in heaven. There's no baby angel in the Bible. They're holding the say, what's that? Huh? <laughs> Bow and arrow. Arrow of love. <laughs> Phrematic love. No exist. Wearing diapers. Every 
every time any prophet from Jeremiah, Ezekiel, John the Apostle encountered divinity, they fell on their feet because no flesh can glory in the presence of God. You have never knelt down for worship. You've not encountered yet. If you encounter, this feet will go down straight. This morning, I'm stirring your appetite for spiritual matters. That's where your foundations are. Let me give you one key to provoke divine presence. I'll talk about the rest later as God leads us. Make it, make it, make it true. You know, I wrote notes. So today I wrote notes, but I can't look at the notes. So let me even close the Bible and everything. See, so I'll not be here for too long. One day I went on a retreat. I was fasting and praying. 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 I was so weak. I went to sleep. I came back. I picked my Bible. And I was fasting and praying. And all of a sudden, as if the sun, as if somebody shifted the sun and then focused all the sun ray on my Bible. And it flashed my face as if the Bible was a mirror. It hits my head. And I heard God telling me, from henceforth, you will not find it difficult to preach my word and explain what you have to explain. Please, when you see some of us standing here holding microphone, every of your pastors here has a certain encounter with God, else they would have stopped the thing and find something to do. You see, do you know how to look for money? Money. You try Pastor Stanley, you see. Pastor Dave, money. Look for money. How to look for money? It's a simple thing. Don't look for money. What at all will make these people, a man like our bishop, a whole lecturer, leave his book, Psychology, Sociology, and then pick the small Bible? If he has not seen something, you must make up your mind. Whatever is in this Christ, I must grab everything. Don't let your Christianity just be a, just be a, a tag on you. I'm a Christian. No! No! Take some break from work. Get some secret place. Pick your Bible. Leave your phone at home. And just be there. Lord, I have come just to know you. Fast! Just be there. season get books like God's generals read stories let it charge you up know that God is with you provoke divine presence by the word You know, Pastor, this dawn while I was praying, I was speaking in tongues. And I told the Holy Ghost, 
help me have the joy of your presence after about 10 minutes I started hearing Mexican languages and Italian language from my mouth and I couldn't stop I was feeling thirsty I wanted to drink water I was holding the water for about 15 minutes couldn't hold put the water in my mouth and the tongues were just flowing flowing languages at the point I was asking what am I talking about and I sense my spirit we are talking we're not joking here divine presence is a reality I cannot fail in this life it's not possible I can't be poor you can't be poor you can't fail Ghana is not the reason why you will fail because of divine presence you will succeed anywhere you are the word of God. Saint of God. I don't know if you've experienced it before. Now you sit on the word of God. You're just reading. You start smiling. You're reading. Then you move from smiling to laughter. Then at a point you stop to pray. Then all of a sudden you sense like the room has changed. Somebody has come around. <laughs> ah. 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 There are days that when I'm praying, I open the Bible. If it's Ephesians, I open. Now speaking in tongues about it. Kabra do sabra da shadaba. Jebra kapayaba. I just can't feel. I just I just can't feel. It's like madness. Why? Because you know something. When you pick the word of God, the word of God is God Himself. You can't be on the word and his presence will not be evident in your life. That's number one provocation of divine presence. The word of God. Let me read the scripture to you. I hope I find it. I hope I find it. Shatayaba. Cobra da Hazabra. John 14 23. John 14 23. Are you here? Are you here? Is something happening to your faith? Is something happening to you already? My God. Now look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. <laughs> Are you seeing that? God will pack his things and look for a new house to stay in. That house is Isaiah. I thought you'd mention your name by now. Can we, can we read it together? Can you see? Can we read? One to go. Jesus answered and said to him, Yes, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. What's this key? If anyone loves me, the proof of your love for me is how you treat my word. When you treasure my word, you hearken to my word. You are quick to submit to my word. You are quick to act on my word. He said, I will love him. My father too will love him. Then we, we, me, the father, the Holy Spirit, will pack our things 
and make our abode our home not not who visits who make our dwelling that person that loves our word can you imagine god is dead that you have become his abode In fact, if police people in Ghana know that this is what you are carrying and you are driving their three people at the back of the seat, they'll realize that you are more, about four of you in front. They will arrest you. Because only you and, and, and the Trinity, you are four, but one. Hallelujah. And the one person, the person said, they are at the back, overload. God has made his abode with you. Now tell me what is called failure when Papa is living in the home call Isaiah or David or Emmanuel or Stanley or Essie treasuring the word of God hearkening to the word of God you treasure God's word that your necessary food you don't only read it you act on the word because you love him he said we will love him and then we will come <laughs> and make our abode how, how shall such a saint die with partial stroke? How shall such a saint get to 90 and has no teeth to chew meat? No, no, no. The creator of all creations, the restorer of all things, comes to make his abode with you. You will live long and well, not, not, not weakling. It's at this realm that all things work together for the good of them that love you. See, we don't mention that one. Them that what? Love him. That is why to work together for your good. Not because it is you. Because you love him. Because you love him, you love his word. Because he loves his word, he loves you. Because he loves you, he makes his abode with you. In that case, when your father's children betray you and put you in the pits, by the time you get to the bottom of the pits, the hand of God is down there to cushion you and make you sit. Then that same presence, I will arrange some Ishmaelites to come and buy you into your destiny. Now when you now get to Egypt, eh, a Potiphar for the first time is going to buy a slave. And it's you that you will buy. Why? Because God is still preparing you for the palace. But he must take you to the university of abundance and know how to manage abundance. And then when you are done, even when Potiphar's wife will turn throttle so crampa because God has become your abode and you are his abode, even in the prison, you begin to discover gifts and grace and talents. Ashapaya. <laughs> the Bible says, Had they known that crucifying him will bring such a glory. They won't have done it. <laughs> when God is practical in the man's life, eh, you can scheme and scheme and scheme. You will now be used to put him in the scheme of God. You can hate and hate and hate them, but your hate will not hurt them. Your hate will bring them to a place where God has designed for them. There is no mistake about a person who has become an abode of divinity. There's no mistake. There's no mistake. 
what looks like rejection in the eyes of men to the one who has become the abode of God that rejection has become an acceptance in a more better place why do you worry you worry because you don't know you don't know that God has made his abode with you you don't know so everything you are worried Oh, those days, things were very good. Now things are very, very bad. I don't want to see if I'm, what is God doing? No! When you know that you love the Lord, you love His Word, He loves you, and He makes you His abode, all things just arrange. That I know the plans and thoughts I have for you. They are thoughts of good that bring an expected end. When you love his law, his word, that means you love him. You love him by loving his word. He loves you and then he makes his abode with you. At that dimension, nothing goes against you. Everything works for you. Everything begins to work for you. I challenge you this morning begin to love the word of God love the word of God sit on the word put it in your heart meditate on it work with the word <laughs> do you know what the Bible says about a man that loves the Lord word of God Psalm 1 verse 1 and 2 verse 1 and verse 2 says but his delights his joy his longing his eagerness is to meditate on the word of god day and night now this is what's going to happen to this person he said it's like a tree planted by the rivers of water by the rivers of water uh, what did the bible say to us in uh, in, in our team scripture it's about the fountain of life the fountain of life people of god when you sit on the word of god you meditate on the word observing to do all that's written therein in the realms of the spirit you are like a tree a tree a tree planted by living waters living waters not dead waters living waters what's going to happen to you you don't bear your fruit when other trees are bearing fruit you choose when to bear your fruit when they are out of season you are in season because you are planted this is the reason why you can say there's a lifting up when men are saying there's a casting down why because you love him and you love his word because you love his word he loves you and then he makes his abode with you Glory, glory, glory. Give me some ninety one. Rebendiba Shakapa Rapata Papa Rapapa Tapa. The inconsistency of the dollars is not the reason for the inconsistency of a life. It's your inconsistency with the word of God. That is why you have an inconsistent life. But I charge you today, and there's grace in this house right now. There's a grace coming upon your life. You shall be consistent in seeking his word and seeking his face. And when you are doing that, his presence. Look at Psalm 91. These are the benefits of a man who abides in his presence. Look at this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Continue, sir. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Continue, sir. 
surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence continue sir he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge his truth shall be your shield and your buckler continue sir you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that fly by day continue sir nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday continue sir a thousand a thousand a thousand a thousand a thousand shall fall by my side and ten thousand by my right hand side they will not come near me only my eyes i behold the world of wicked continue sir because you have made the lord who is my refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil shall befall you nor shall any plague come near your dwelling he said for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in your hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone you shall tread upon lions and cobra the young lions and the serpent you shall trample underfoot continue sir because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name continue sir he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him yes with a long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation you shall not be afraid of the terror by night because you love him and love his word he loves you and makes you his abode his abode his abode his abode his abode his abode as you are in the spirit sir key number two worship and praise key number two to activate divine presence worship and praise psalm 22 verse number three it said that uh, hapa kapaya. it said thou art holy who inhabits the praise of your people the word inhabit means he comes to own where the praise is coming from he comes to take charge of the place where the praise is coming from where the now look at me 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 how many of you as young men will express your love to a woman you love without your emotions tell me how many of you so what makes you think that you can express your love to God without your emotions he made you for himself I get to the point he made you for what himself so in worship your mind your emotion everything is part of it look at me Shh, look at me listen play the keyboard play the keyboard now look at something look at this look at this for your glory and i will do 
worship through song you can see from my face my heart is longing for him if you continue like that with your mind set on the worship your emotions on the worship you will live that worship time with so much glory upon your life you've never seen before it's different from when you just stand there for your glory I will do anything just to see God, you ask me. Do you know why in worship in church we tell to lift your hands? Can I hug you? Come let me hug you. Imagine I want to hug this man. Hey, that was Pastor Adam. What do you feel bad? If I have to hug him, I have to open my hands. And he feels the warmth of the love I have for him. You understand what I'm saying? So in worship, when we lift up our hands, it's not so that the praise worship that will feel that you are part of him. But it's part of the emotions that focuses on God as you worship. Let me let me come to some marriage issues right now, quickly. Go and ask some marriages why they are not working. You think it's the food? It's not the food. When the woman lies down with the husband, one way for the past five years, the guy is angry. You understand? In your natural life, as husband and wife. You want creativity. Creativity is a thing of emotions, of the mind. When it comes to worship with God, you must be creative. Because worship is an intercourse between divinity and humanity. It's an intercourse. church and we are worshiping we tell you open your mouth we tell you lift your hands we tell you dance they are all so listen carefully listen carefully if in the natural okay how many of you know the day are you know the brother jordan how many of you have been angry with jordan are you before you know the guy can play but sometimes it's like what's wrong with this guy the ball will come as if he's not ready to play you get angry why we believe that a good footballer should have his mind, spirit, and body, everything in the ball. Is that not so? One thing that made me like Ronaldinho was that when he's playing ball, it's like he's eating. It's like he's, he's, he's idolizing the ball. Even when he'll dribble you, he'll just smile at you like that. There's so much emotions in it. So what makes you think that in worship, your emotions are exempted? And so for some of us, in congregational worship, you don't you don't sense anything. Why? Because even when we are trying to help you, lift your hands, open your mouth, you will not do it. That testimony I shared with you about the glory of God filling the place. The glory came down because everything I told them to do, they did it. Do you understand what I say? I told them, lift your two hands, they lifted their two hands. Begin to sing in tongues. Shout to Lord. They shouted. But when you are obstinate, when it comes to congregational worship, you will never, you will never stay up divine glory. The key of worship to stay in divine glory 
You know where I learned that thing from? One day, Bishop Edipo came to church. The man was preaching and he stopped. He started singing in tongues. I said, Wow, this one there. <laughs> I like some. This one, I like some. Bar. The man just came, closed his eyes. He was just dancing to no beat. After about five, ten minutes, the whole 50,000 capacity auditorium, everybody was shouting. There was a glory breaking loose in the place. I said, God, I like this type. Teach me how to sing in tongues. Then God told me, just add rhythm to what you are saying already. But it gets to a time when I'm singing in tongues. It transcends me singing the tongues. I sense the Holy Ghost singing through me. And I sense something around me. That's why sometimes you see we cry. That's sometimes we just say, oh God, you are so lovely. See how you saved me. See how you redeemed my soul. This your love is too much. You are so amazing. How can you be in a congregational worship and all you are doing, we are worshiping. This is how you are standing there. Give a Lord a shout. Jump onto the Lord. Dance the Lord. Move around and dance with your friend. Give it all a crazy dance. This is your crazy dance. The miraculous happens by obedience. Ah, listen, listen. Pastor Stanley, so sometimes you, you eat fufu from apart from your, your house. Maybe you go to Blegi Fufu. But there's a way you like your wife preparing your something. Is that not so? When the wife does it that way, eh? Eh? Pastor Stanley will say, Ah, uh-uh, ah, honey, <laughs> you're not bless you. Say Nigerian movies. What do you want? Let me bless you with the thing. Why? Because there's a way you want it. And your wife knows how to do it the way you want it. Every other place you tolerate. One thing me I don't like, my wife knows. I don't like waiting for food. When I arrive in the house and I call them hungry and you are dishing my food, don't stop the artwork. I don't like it. So if I wait one, two minutes, you have not come. I'll come myself, pick the bowl, serve myself and sit down and eat. I have no problem with you. But if I need the thing, by the time I call, I arrive, say, ah, honey, is there? Ah, ah, that day I say, honey, honey. <laughs> Let me finish, eh? Because he does it the way you want it. Somebody sold something for me to wear. Now, in his mind. is not in the maker. It's in the one who wants who said, do it for me. I'm not going to say it's effort. In the guy's mind, says, this one, I got it on point. I said, mm, let me see. My wife was afraid for the guy. So are you sure what you are bringing? This man was like, when the guy brought the first thing, me and Luca, what you sold for me? It's not design, oh. you're finishing. I don't look at design. Look at finishing first. I look around and see measurements are they okay before i look at design design doesn't move me finishing max also something for me those days that are showing we have to be talking when he shows then you see that this part is like this we manage you go we have to support our own i kept in maxo 
do this look at how the nigerians are sewing do that uh, make sure that the, the the measurements are and the finishing the finishing the finishing we well, see what he's wearing see what he's wearing it's by him see the finishing smooth this one too and i have one this one too i have this one everywhere so fight for me the short sleeve now when i saw the thing i loved it so i like wearing it i don't care what it is whether it's i i love it it's the same way with worship that's the way god wants his food don't cook anything and give it say we did i'm a prisoner I don't know how to dance too else. When I see Mr. Miles dancing, I envy him. See, sometimes he's dancing and he do like this. That's what I just see. Like... There's a way. What mommy Angelo will cook for Pastor Angelo that you like? What I like. You say, but by all means. A universal language is that it must be passionate. So you see the man dancing. That's what about him. When he remembers where God is bringing him from and what God has done now. Uh-uh. Should you try it? When he remembers what God has done, what he can do is to go speedfully. You, when you remember what God has done, what you can do is. Do you know that David so praised God? David praised God. David praised God. Praised. And then his Yaga Yaga was out. You know Yaga Yaga? Then the wife said, Ah! What a shameful man I have married. Baby Tumaha. David, what do you know? That's it. I didn't know the song you were singing until you spoke to the wife. He said, the God that took your father out and put me. That's the name of the song they were singing. The God that took your father out and put me on the throne. And put me on the throne. And put that's what you're singing. If you don't, that's what you're singing. The God that put your father out and put me on the throne. When I didn't qualify. I didn't qualify. I didn't qualify. He danced. He so praised God. And provoked the Bible that God began to curse the guy's beloved. Say, you, you are not born. When they are giving proper food to eat, you are talking. <laughs> Shut your womb. Stand to your feet. I want you to provoke divine presence by worship right now. With what you have heard. I want to close your eyes. If you want to kneel down, kneel down. If you want to lie down, lie down. But in the next five minutes, I want you to worship God in a way you have never done before. Put what you have had to work. Open up your mouth and worship Him. Don't be quiet. Be passionate about it. Be passionate about it. Be passionate about it. Rebbe Shaka. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's I'm your pastor. I'm here to encourage you to do the right thing. Come on. Come on. Hey, Baba Shakaya. Rebebebe Sutala Babata. Hey, 
come on saints of God come on glorious one come on beloved of God back into his presence in your own style your own way of worship but make sure you're passionate make sure you're passionate come on come on saint of God Yes, Lord. Just keep worship. You are fine. 